0: Awesome. Sweet. So uh, it's great to be able to share with you today. And uh, really, uh, we've been just going through this series called Disciple, which is just really getting back to the basics of what it is to follow Jesus. Um, To be a disciple, to make disciples, to make disciples who make disciples so we see the kingdom of God advance and spread into every facet and corner of our society, bringing transformation, bringing healing and hearts Homes, neighborhoods, cities, nations. Um, and so I just uh, love this. This is actually uh, just such a, a dream in my heart just to see every believer be equipped to be, to be a disciple and to make disciples. Um, so good. So um, just a little recap um, on what we've been doing. Uh, so as we are learning about this, learning to obey Jesus. And got my clicker here. Oh, boom, it worked. Look at that. I like that. So, this is why we pray over technology before we do anything with it. Um, so, we've been looking at, at this house and, um, as, a, as a picture and the Great Commission. So, Jesus uh, came to, to the disciples. He said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So this was his parting address as he was uh, about ready to do ascend to heaven. This is the last thing he said. So always take note, those last sentences, last speeches, you know, what's what's he... So really important, really important. So we're focusing in on this, and we have this little house uh, picture here. So we see Jesus is the foundation... All right, and uh, got some walls here, and we're, we're filling this in, this, this middle part. Love the world, love each other, and love God. So the top, the little roof section here, that top picture is um, baptized in the Father. So all of this is just legalism if we don't know who we are. We have, to be, uh, we have to be grounded in our identity as a son, as a daughter, or it's just duty, it's just rules, it's just religion, and we don't need any more of that. Um, So, baptized in the Father, and as we're baptized in the Father, and the Father's love, His affection, we are like Jesus, the Son, who serves, who lays down His life for others. That's what the little crown thing is there. Um, We're ambassadors, we're servants, um, and the little bird on the left side there is the Holy Spirit. So, He empowers us to be uh, witnesses and ambassadors of the kingdom. And so um, that is kind of the overview of everything that we're doing has to come out of that first place of identity and baptizing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now there's more nuts and bolts to this thing, so let's keep cruising through. So last week, Jim Yost was here. Uh, Who all was here for Jim? Jim uh, is just radical, huh? (laughs) Isn't it fun? I just get inspired Um, When I hear some of his stories, and and it's really interesting, I was chatting with Caitlin about this. um, Jim, you know, has these wild stories, but our goal isn't to be like Jim. Our goal is to follow Jesus and be who he made us to be. So we're all going to have our own stories, and yeah, some of them are going to be like this or like that or in Indonesia or in Kansas City. It doesn't matter. We just want to follow Jesus and obey him, and then we'll find ourselves in these Wild scenarios that only he could have set up. So he talked about repent and believe for about one minute, and then he uh, went on to uh, tell stories, which is cool. So I'm catching us up on that, Um, which is good. Actually, I'm glad he just told stories. That's all good. He doesn't need to talk about that. So repent and believe. So repent. So repent. So if I'm heading this way, okay, and I repent, I simply am just turning around, right? I'm turning back to... And it's important. We're, we've all gone our own way. And repentance is pretty simple. It's just turning, and now I'm I'm going to go Jesus' way. I want to go Jesus' way. I know for me, um, this is when I was 22 years old. I used to be a drug dealer and a real bad dude. And I was going my own way, and it was leading to destruction. Every fruit in my life was leading to destruction, to the point where I thought, if this is all that life is, what's the point? I was thinking about killing myself. So, But instead of... Taking that choice, thank God, I, uh, literally thank God, I turned and gave my life to Jesus. I said, I'm going to, I've been running my own life and this is where it's gotten me. I'm going to let you be the manager of my life, Jesus. And I surrendered to him. I started following him. Hallelujah. And uh, it's funny, when you follow Jesus, you just never know. within a year, I was in India banging on a drum in a leper colony, singing about how great our God is. So you just don't know what happens when you follow Jesus, you know? And, uh, like, wow, this adventure of saying yes to Jesus. So repent, okay, and believe. Now believe is more than just mental assent, you know? It's more than just, okay, yeah, Jesus, you did that stuff, and I believe that. believe is really trust, it's, it's faith. It's, it's got action to it. Um, we are following. We're trusting. We're submitting to Jesus' lordship. Even the demons believe in Jesus, that he's the son of God. It's about submitting, though. And, and truthfully, he's such a better lord and manager, boss, whatever you want to call it, of my life than I am. He really is smart. And so that's repent and believe. And uh, we learned uh, some actions you guys ready for it? So everybody's got to stand up. We're going to do our repent and believe actions. This is, and, and I should say this, everything that we are going to go through in this series is simple and reproducible, so you can pass it on. Kids can get this. So repent. We have repent, and it comes into a hug. Oh, yeah. Jesus is so good. So let's do it again. Repent, okay? And then believe. Believe. Let's do it one more time. Say it out loud with me. Repent. Believe. Awesome. Okay, stay standing. Don't sit down. Nope, not yet. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Baptize. So we're we yeah here we go. And this is what we got. You just run and just boom. That's how we're gonna do it today. Oh man, I, I, well, I was I was thinking that would be a wild one. No, we're not gonna do that way. Uh, that's not very reproducible. So uh, be baptized. So we're gonna be baptized in water. So, you're, you're like you're washing your clothes almost. Okay, be baptized in water. And then the Holy Spirit. I need both hands for this one. It's a dove. It's a okay, be baptized in water and the Holy Spirit. One more time. Be baptized in water and the Holy Spirit. Okay, now you can sit down. Isn't that fun? I. Uh, I want to see next Sunday all of us doing the Holy Spirit during worship. <laughs> I think that would be cool. I think something might happen. Something might break out if we, if we do that. Um, okay, so be baptized in water, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. All right, let's, let's jump through here. All right, so here we go. We're, uh, I'm going to uh, focus on talking about the water part. Graham's going to talk about the Holy Spirit part. So we're doing a little tag team. And, um, and then we're going to do it. So we're going to do a little bit of teaching on it. Lay the, we're we're going to lay out some biblical patterns, biblical things. Um, we don't want to do this stuff out of experience or our culture or this or that. Let's just look at the Bible. What does the Bible say about this stuff? Um, and so Graham will help with the uh, Holy Spirit section. So what is it, okay? Um, water, baptism. And, and some of you all got a little handout, okay? So it's going to have some of these things on here, and there's a little chart and it doesn't have the answers, so sorry, I'm making you work for it. You're going to write them in there. Um, this first one's on there, though. You don't have to write this out. So, well, first, why, why do we get baptized? It's pretty simple. This is, this is what Jesus said to do, right? We just want to love and obey Jesus. want to follow him. And what is this weird thing? Uh, there is a lot of weird things in the church, yeah. That, so this one, water thing. So why do we do this water thing? So baptism, uh, water baptism, it's an act of obedience, okay, and it's symbolizing the believer's faith in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, that he actually is who he said he was, and he lived the life that none of us could live, he died the death that we deserve, he ascended, and he's, and he's coming again. Um, the believer identifies with Jesus, so as as they get baptized, and we're going to do these later, they're going under the water. This is the death to self. The old is passing away. And then as they come up out, resurrection power. There's no resurrection power without, without death. So they go under the water. They come back out of the water, rising uh, in, in Jesus, Jesus and them, them in Jesus, that mystery, um, to the new life in Christ. They're starting their new journey. It's, it's really, they've been going their own way. And they repent and believe. And this is this symbol of them dying to their old self and coming up out of the water. Uh, It also, this is important, water baptism. It's also this testimony that the believer, that we're waiting in hope for Jesus' return and the final resurrection from the dead. um, That we get to live forever with him. And that starts now. It starts today. And we get to experience the kingdom in part now, but we know there's a kingdom coming in fullness. Oh, man, that is going to be an awesome day. Right now, by faith, we can pull that down more and more, though. I always wonder, how much can we have, Lord? How much can we have today? I know it's coming in fullness, but how much can I have right now of your kingdom? And so, that's what baptism is. Now, let's, um, let's jump into the Bible here. Let's look at some examples of the pattern of baptism in the Word. Okay, here's our fancy little chart. Thank you, Cutter, for making this chart. I, uh, man, PowerPoint and these techno gizmo thingies aren't my strong suit, so I appreciate the help with that stuff. I had it, uh, I made it, and it it was all filled in, and I told him I want to click the button so we can fill in the boxes as we go, and he made that happen. So awesome. All right, so let's look at this first one. So I'm just going to read these out, and we're just going to look at it, and we're going to look, we're going to go across, okay, who was baptized, when were they baptized, who was was the baptizer, okay? So this first one, Acts 2, and uh, yeah, you can follow along on your, your phone or your Bible, So here we go. So let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Read a little bit more here. Uh, The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With this, uh, with many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So, 3,000. Does this thing come up now? That's okay. Um, So, we see... All right, who was baptized? You can even shout this out. How many people? Yeah. Man, that, what a meeting that must have been. That's cool. Um, When were they baptized? Anybody? Right right away, right? Immediately. And who was the baptizer? Actually, we, we don't really know. It doesn't say. But my guess, now here's a, here's a thought, just a thought. We don't see it here, but Do, you know, did Peter, did the 12 baptize them all? I don't know. If they did, that'd be about 300 each. I'm thinking probably not. I don't know. I'm going to tell a little story later uh, about what might have happened um, in this situation. But that is a lot of people. Okay, let's jump to the next one. Acts 8. 36 through 38. All right. As they were traveling, or as they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, "Look, here is the water. Why shouldn't I be baptized?" And he uh, gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized them. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any again, and he just went on his way rejoicing. So that's pretty cool, Um, and we we know the the story to this, so Philip, you know, is led by the Spirit, goes to the chariot, he's reading Isaiah, he gets to share with him, what does this mean? He gets to share about Jesus, Jesus, this is about Jesus, the Lamb of God. Eunuch puts his faith in Christ, says, I want to repent, believe, there's water, why shouldn't I be baptized? Okay, and then Philip just does it right then and there. So we got our Ethiopian here. One was he baptized? Boom! Immediately. And Philip was the baptizer. And then he got teleported. That would be cool. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep going. We're just going to kind of knock all these out. Um, Acts 9, 10 through 18. Let's see here. All righty. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, so Damascus, okay, there was a... Disciple name, name, let me give the, you know, Saul is on his way, persecuting the church. And boom, he gets struck with light, blinded. Jesus has this little encounter with him. Why are you persecuting me? And um, yeah, and then he gets, has to get led because uh, he's blind now to the, this place. And then the Lord comes, and it's really interesting. God could have just, I mean, G, he had this encounter with Jesus. Why did Jesus need to talk to Ananias to go finish the job I don't know. It's Just an interesting, interesting thought. I think God really likes to do things in partnership with us. He could just do it all by himself, but I think He just really enjoys uh, getting His sons and daughters in on this fun. So, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, "Go to the house of, of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying." <laughs> If I was blind and hadn't eaten anything or drank anything three days, I would be praying too. Um, In the vision, he has seen a man uh, named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Uh, Lord, Ananias answered. Okay, many times we get promptings from the Holy Spirit. And then we are like, are you sure, Lord? (laughs) But... God's really gracious with us. He, uh, he helps us here. He says, uh, Ananias says, I've, I've, heard, I've heard about this guy, many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And uh, he's come here with authority from chief, the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the peoples of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house, entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord, and I don't know what your Bible says here, but I have like a little dash, which makes me think there was a little bit of hesitation between Lord and Jesus here, which I could see. The the Lord Jesus appeared to me. (laughs) Just going for it. Go for it, Ananias. To you, uh, he appeared... uh, to you on the road, as you were coming here, he has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after that, he took some food, and he regained his strength. Oh, man, there's so much in all these stories. Um, but we're focusing on baptism. So, who was baptized? Okay, Saul, Paul. You know, and that's a great picture, you know, old life uh, finishing, new life starting. And when were they baptized? Okay, this is the longest account in the Bible that we have of, of uh, belief to baptism. And I guess, you know, it's hard to say. He had this encounter with Jesus, but it was, it was three days after he had that encounter with Jesus. And Ananias baptized him. So three days. All right, let's keep moving. Uh, Acts ten, twenty four, forty four through forty eight. All righty, and we have while Peter was still speaking the words. Okay, little backstory, man. I can't. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but yeah. So Cornelius is a good man, good good God fearing man. He's making gifts to the poor. He fears the Lord, but he doesn't know Jesus. Peter, he's praying. God shows him this vision. And again, God could just do all this stuff, but he really likes to do, to do it with us in partnership. And so he sends Peter and the team over. They come, and, and Cornelius has gathered his, his, his uh, household, it says here, but it's, it's basically his network. Everyone he has influence with, connected with, uh, family, friends, servants, um, co-workers, or employees, or whatever you want to call it. So Peter's there. He's, he's speaking to them. Um, yeah, Cornelius says, tell us whatever you're here to tell us. So uh, Peter starts to tell him about Jesus. While he's still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit comes on all who heard the message. And the circumcised believers uh, who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on even the Gentiles, this was like a big, a big transition because the Jewish people were the chosen people and that they, they were God's people. But now, seeing wait, salvation is for all. It's for all peoples. Uh, it's it's not limited to one people group. So it's poured out. And they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God, and then Peter said. Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? So it's funny, it, it, almost backwards here. Um, they received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked Peter uh, to stay with them for a couple more days. So I'm sure some more uh, equipping and teaching and uh, happened there. So we have Cornelius' household and... When were they baptized? Immediately. And I put Peter's team on here because it says uh, in verse 48, speaking of Peter, so he ordered that they be baptized. So I I don't know for sure. It, Peter might have been in on some of this. But whoever came with him, just believers, believers baptizing um, these new believers. So that's, uh, I'm going to. You can do this homework on your own if you want to look at these stories. But for the sake of it, basically, we got a lot of repeating going on here. We have a story, you know, Lydia, Lydia's household immediately baptized by Paul and his team. And we know um, in other places, Paul actually talks about, you know, I, didn't, I only baptized a couple people. So we see it was mostly Paul's disciples, people that were with Paul baptizing um, we have Jailer's household. That's a fun story. In the middle of the night, it opens up. They, You know, he, Jailer's going to f- kill himself. No, 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 no. Um, you don't have to kill yourself. Just you can die to yourself in the water. That would be better. And live a new life. Immediately baptized, Paul and Silas. We got Crispy, good old Crispy, in his household. Immediately baptized, Paul. Paul. Uh, This last one, these 12 men, they'd they'd, uh, been baptized for repentance, but not in Jesus. They had turned away from evil, but unto what? Uh, Nothing yet. They didn't know about Jesus. Um, And they also got the Holy Spirit. This is cool. And again, we have Paul. So we just see this really clear biblical pattern of repent and believe and baptize. It's just what it is. Um, So we shouldn't delay baptism um we shouldn't um put a stumbling block if somebody wants to do this then they can do, they can do this and so we're going to have opportunity uh later we're going to be baptizing some people but so i will even kind of throw it out there now if you haven't been baptized and you want to you want, and you're following jesus that's the first step you got you know the repent and believe thing um we're going to have this here so uh it's, it'll be good all right, we're going to move on after I tell two stories. And so the some some stories. So I have um two stories to share with you about about baptism. And so that we were talking about the 3000, you know, how did that happen? How did they, you know, did did the the 12 baptize and somebody about 300 baptisms? That's a lot. Of, it could it could have happened that way. I don't know. Um Part of me thinks practically it happened more like more like this. Um, so this is a story of some guys I met. Um we went out on a little you know, we had those blessed teams that went out, we did rooftop prayer and blessed teams just going out praying, looking yeah, for opportunities just to bless people, pray for people, whatever. Um we had some uh students we were doing our church planning experience in all nations and we were doing some outreach, going out, same thing to to do these uh Blessed teams, evangelism, and really unto looking for persons of peace that 's really we see God has has uh, like Cornelius set up these persons of peace that open up their oikos, their network so that the good news can come in we can see transformation so some of the students were out they ran into this guy um, Benjamin, Benjamin was walking down Blue Ridge. they were walking they ended up you know chatting with him he's a he 's from Kenya uh, he had been in the states for five or seven years, a uh, couple years, and and Benjamin was actually similar to where I was at. He was in a really hopeless place, and um, they just said, you know, can we pray for you? He was, <laughs> sure, you know, uh, received prayer, um, got his number, said he wanted to learn more. He, he knew about Jesus, but he wasn't following Jesus. said, well, we'd love to meet with you in your home or, or wherever you want and learn more about what it is to follow Jesus. And is there anybody you want to invite or join, you know? Uh, again, looking for persons of peace. Maybe Benjamin has some friends that don't have Jesus that might be interested. So we went on this follow-up meeting to his apartment. Uh, and we just looked at uh, Acts 2, and we did a, a group a discovery Bible study. And we're going to hit on this in a, uh, here soon, give you this tool. Really good way to look at the scriptures and just... Just ask, you know, what does this say about God? What does this tell us about people? Is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can obey out of this? And we're looking at Acts 2, kind of lays it out there, and Benjamin and his friend Anthony and another guy, William, all Kenyan guys, they said, uh, well, Benjamin and Anthony said, we want to follow Jesus. We want to, we want to follow Jesus. And I said, cool, that's awesome, man, great. Um, so what, what do you think you should do? And they saw this and they said, well, Repent, be baptized in Jesus' name. So I said, yeah, be baptized. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Let's do that. So we went over to the bathtub in uh, Benjamin's place, and I baptized Benjamin in Jesus, uh, in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit with the authority Jesus has given me as a believer. I baptized him. And then Benjamin is uh, two minutes old in the Lord. I had him baptize Anthony, and I just had his back. I helped him out. I coached him through it, because just like Jim said last week, in a movement if we want to see a movement, everyone's just one step ahead. And they're bringing this next person along. And we're just, we're seeing this multiplication. And then we went over to the couch and we prayed for the Holy Spirit. And they both melted like chocolate into the couch in peace. And they just kind of laid there for a while. It was beautiful. Really nice. Um, really good encounter. And so that, that, that was Benjamin and Anthony. And then I have, the other story I want to share is my friend John. So I was out camping in Colorado and, uh, yeah, I'm from Colorado, so the weather thing similar to, to David. I, I, yeah, I just don't get it here. Um, but uh, that's okay. It's all good. Um, and we're up in the mountains. We're camping. We're having a great time. And um, there's about eight of us guys. We're all believers. We're hanging out. It's, it was, it's such sweet times with these dudes. I uh, met them through college. A lot of them were instrumental in me coming to Jesus and discipling me at first so we're, we're hanging out, and my friend John just shares this. We're sitting around the campfire. He said, You know, I've never been baptized. And he, he'd been a believer his whole life, just grown up, always been a believer, always been a follower of Jesus, but had never done this. And he just felt convicted about it. None of us even knew. We thought he'd been baptized. So, said, Well, he's like, I want to be baptized. So the next day, we just, uh, there's a lake up in the mountains. It was cold. <laughs> Man, if you think this water is cold and David's going to warm it up a little bit, it has nothing. So we baptized John in this lake. But you know, whether you, it's brand new or or maybe this is something you've just never done, never taken the step of obedience. I just encourage you love Jesus. Just love and obey Jesus. Follow him. This is this is normal. This is normal things. So um, we baptized John. It was great. We prayed, gathered around him, prayed over him afterwards and and he's filled with the Holy Spirit, but it's great we can, uh, we can get refilled again. Uh, I heard this phrase, you know, why do you have to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, because I leak, and I, I just need more. So help me, Holy Spirit. So, so um, let's transition. We're going to go into baptism in the Holy Spirit. Graham's going to kind of talk us through that. And then after we finish that, we're going to um, do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do some baptisms in water. We're going to do some baptisms in the Holy Spirit, and it's going to be good. I'm excited.
1: There you go. Thank you, Tom. Let's give him a hand. Woo! (laughs) We can call him our funeral director, taking people to die to themselves in the water and stand up to new life in Christ. What a blessing. And so, Tom's already taken us through the whole process. Repent. Believe. Baptize in water. And in the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And so we want to spend some time talking about the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Lord is calling us to be ambassadors of Him, reflecting His character wherever we go. We cannot do it in our own strength. But he himself, God himself, wants to come and live in us and work through us, displaying his character wherever we go. We can't do it ourselves, which is why Jesus said to his disciples, Do not leave Jerusalem till you are imbued with power from on high. And so the Lord is wanting us to be filled with his Holy Spirit. The receiving of the Spirit is a gift. It's not something we earn. It's given freely by the Father for every single person. It's, he's not earned. It's a gift from the Father. And when we receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's power begins to work through us, making us effective as His ambassadors wherever we go. In addition to that, Jesus promises, as a result of that, there will be rivers of living water that constantly flow through us, a refreshing directly from the Lord. Rivers of living water. And the Lord is wanting us to be led by the Spirit, to be more sensitive to His leading, to be led by the Holy Spirit. In fact, it's the Holy Spirit that confirms to us that we are God's children his sons, and his daughters. And so what a phenomenal thing. God himself is coming to live in us. It's just amazing. And so we want to talk through how to lead somebody into being filled with the Holy Spirit because this is a part of an equipping process. It's not for specific people. It's for believers to be able to lead people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We cannot fill people with the Spirit. Jesus is the one who baptizes. We can read about that in Mark 1, verse 8, Luke 3, 16. It's Jesus who came to baptize us, fill us to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. And so we're trusting the Lord that Jesus, by the power of His Spirit, is going to be filling people this morning with the wonder of who He is. A couple of scriptures just to highlight this in terms of Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Here's a particular situation. It says, When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit. They had already repented. They'd already believed, but they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, baptized in water. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And so there are two ways people receive the Holy Spirit. One is as people are in the presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit falls on them. There are two records in Scripture. One is the day of Pentecost. The other is at Cornelius' home. When Peter was cautious about doing anything with Gentiles, God himself just came and fell on the Gentiles and filled them with the Holy Spirit. But generally what happens is we ask people to, ask the Lord to fill them with His the Spirit, and we then lay hands on them. And as we do, Jesus fills them with his Holy Spirit. There's a second scripture in Acts chapter 19. Verse 1. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior, arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked them, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people, however, to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. So they'd simply been baptized in water as a sign of repentance. They hadn't yet put their belief in Jesus. So they were baptized again in water in the name of the Lord Jesus, and then when Paul placed his hands on them, The Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues. The next verse says there were about 12 men in all where this happened. And so that's the process for leading somebody into the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So I'd like to ask my wife Marie to come on up here just to get across a modeling of how this happens. Amen. (laughs) One of the challenges we have when people are being prayed for for the Holy Spirit is they ask for the Holy Spirit. We lay hands on them and something doesn't happen. But notice now, Marie is going to ask me for something. Can I have the pen, please? There's something she's not doing. She's receiving. Thank you. Don't go away. (laughs) We receive by faith. That's how we receive Jesus. We believe that God raised him from the dead in our hearts and we confess with our mouth that he is Lord and we believe we receive Jesus. It's by faith. We receive the Holy Spirit in the same way. And so if we're leading someone to the baptism of the Spirit, they need to be believers, their hearts need to be clean before the Lord, and then we lead them to ask. In the book of Luke, chapter 11, verse 9, it says, If you ask your father for a fish, will he give you a snake? If you ask him for an egg, will he give you a scorpion? How much more will the Father in heaven Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. If you, as fathers, though you are evil, will give your children exactly what they ask for, wouldn't the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to whoever asks? And so it's for everyone. And so we would lead people to ask. And so we would pray for people. Would you pray after me? Lord Jesus.
0: Lord Jesus.
1: Please fill me with your Holy Spirit.
0: Please form me with your Holy Spirit.
1: Then we would say, please just be an attitude of receiving. Would then say to them, What I'm gonna do is lay hands on you. When I lay hands on you, that's the point at which you should believe you receive. Receive the Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> And so the process is simple. The Lord is wanting and desiring to fill us with His Spirit. All we have to do is receive. One of the things that happens now when we are filled with the Spirit is we become more spiritually aware. The Bible seems to open in a whole new way. I was born again at the age of 10. My life changed radically. I'd been very insecure, and my life changed dramatically as I asked the Lord into my heart, said I would do whatever He said. However, when I was in my 30s, early 30s, a friend of mine said, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I said, wait a second, because you see, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and we were warned about these Protestants. Just be careful of what they tell you to do. And so I said to him, but my life changed when I was 10. I'm sure I'm filled with the Spirit. He said, yeah, but the Lord wants to fill you with His Spirit. I thought about it overnight. The next day, fortunately, he asked me again, can I pray for you to be filled with the Spirit? I said, well, do you think if, I, if you pray like this, the Lord will answer, Lord, if I'm not filled with the Spirit, fill me now. He said, I'm sure the Father, will, uh, uh, Jesus, will answer that prayer. I said, well, you can pray for me as long as you use those words. (laughs) So he did. And man, just like that, my life changed. I was in a meeting when he asked me to pray for him. We went outside briefly. He prayed for me. I came back inside. I didn't care who was watching or whatever. I was in love with the Lord. The Bible opened in a whole new way. life changed dramatically from since then life has been an adventure in the Holy Spirit and so the Lord is wanting that for everyone along with that comes more authority more boldness more clarity the release of the gifts of the Spirit come with that as well and just a couple of diagrams now just so that we have a little bit of a grasp of this If you consider yourself a hard-boiled egg, consider the yellow of the egg as the Holy Spirit and the white of the egg as your soul, the way you think, feel, and choose. And so now consider the following diagram. If we're unsaved, our spirits are dead as a result of the fall. And it affects the way we think, feel, and choose. We're thinking in the flesh, feeling in the flesh. As we're born again, God works in us and regenerates our spirit. And so we see that white spirit there. Yes, but we still need our thinking, feeling, and choosing to change. And so when we're filled with the spirit, the life of the Holy Spirit that's in our spirit is released into the way we think Feel and choose. And boy, does that change how we live. It's just amazing. Because He who fills us is amazing. And so, as we receive the Spirit, the Lord now is wanting us to be His ambassadors, to go and reflect His character everywhere. In addition to that, Through the Spirit within us, He's wanting to give gifts to other people. Gifts of healings. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. Gifts of miracles. Gifts of faith. Gifts of faith where we know something's going to happen. Gifts of prophecy. Gifts of speaking in tongues interpretation of tongues, gifts of the word of knowledge, just knowing something you couldn't otherwise know, the word of wisdom and the discerning of spirits. These are gifts that come by the Spirit for the benefit of others. One of these gifts, however, is the gift of tongues, is not only given as a gift for blessing others, but is given to build us up in our faith. And so, I want to talk briefly from 1 Corinthians 14 about what the scripture says about speaking in tongues privately in your own prayer life. When we speak in tongues, we are praying using our jaw, our voice box, but as we pray, the Holy Spirit is giving us words. So, we don't know what we're going to say till we've said them, because the words come from the Spirit. It sounds strange but it's a flow from the Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 that he who speaks in a tongue speaks to God. It's a direct connection with God. No one understands what's being said. It's not another language. On occasion when somebody is speaking in a tongue publicly, it could be another language, but privately it's a language that no one understands, not even the devil understands. It's a direct connection to God. We're uttering mysteries, things the Holy Spirit wants us to pray. He prays through us. The Bible says it edifies us spiritually. It's for everyone, it says in 1 Corinthians 14. And when we pray with our spirit, we're not praying with our mind. We're not waiting for words to say the words that come to our mind. We're just speaking from the Spirit. And so the Bible says we can sing with our spirits as well as our minds. It's clear from 1 Corinthians 14, Paul prayed much privately. He says, more than all of you, he prayed in the Spirit. He was edifying himself spiritually. It's clear that we can decide when to pray in the Spirit. It's not something where the Spirit comes on you and forces you to speak. You can decide to speak whenever you you can. You decide when you start and when you stop. It's under your control. And then finally it says, do not forbid speaking in tongues. And so we've talked through this process. We've tried to model how to do this. And so in your MCs or Connect communities, if somebody needs to be baptized in water, you have a bathtub. (laughs) All right? If somebody needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we can lead them into the baptism in the Spirit and trust for a breakthrough in speaking in tongues. And so now the time has come. A number of people have said they want to be baptized, can they come to the front? We want to be baptizing in order. And as they come to the front, we're going to celebrate this funeral, death to themselves, back to new life.